in contact. A few weeks after that, I was made aware that Lou had left the Pentagon in protest and joined forces with Tom DeLonge, Chris Mellon, Steve Justice, and others to form Two Stars Academy, an organization that pressed the issue with leading industry experts and U.S. government officials. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I am your, apparently, your McRib smelling co-host. What? Jake. You smell like a McRib? Apparently. Do you I, eat McRibs? Never. Is I've, it back? I've never once I've ate a McRib. I Is heard it back? I don't know. I heard they're discontinuing it, which has, they a, always do that. Which has a certain um, co-worker of ours uh, sad. Oh, okay. Because they say they- Entirely? No work, more? I don't know. I'm not looking into the McRib. Oh, okay. But you smell like one. Apparently, well, so I'm typing away. I got you my. You probably I have my, get familiar with your smell. I have my earbuds in. Okay. I'm typing, typing, typing. You're always. Typing. And all of a sudden, here I see this person. It's a coworker who sits near you. Yeah. Come walking by, and she's just going. No. And, and then you know me. I'm oh, just like. I'm just no. like. You're like God. Oh I God. I swivel. And I take my earbuds out, and I'm like, hi. And she's like, hi. It smells like a McRib over here. <laughs> what? That's very specific. And then I was like, I don't know. Like, I didn't fart recently. Like, I don't. Why Why would it smell like? But so then I'm just convinced the entire oh, no. time, like, I smell like beef. Yeah. Or pork or whatever. But did someone have Bar- a McRib and, over there? And cheap barbecue sauce. Uh, no. Oh. I, I have no idea. If anybody ate a rib over there, it had to have been my next door neighbor yeah 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 well why i don't know (laughs) (laughs) has nothing nothing has nothing to do with anything (laughs) first okay i'm sorry that you smell like a mcrib but we have to do this because we got scolded by mom for not encouraging people to go out and vote oh yes we vote uh (laughs) sorry ma we vote for uh we vote more than um, our, Every four our, years, our call our college mom, we, mm-hmm. our college mom, because our moms, yeah. our our biological moms, listen to this. So well, sometimes, but they don't give us critiques because we're just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, college mom says vote every year. Local elections—they're so important. We've said it, but we were encouraged to reiterate it. So what the hell are you doing? Quit sitting on your goddamn hands and get out there and vote. You can stop caring afterwards, but just make sure you vote in every available election. Dude, it literally takes zero effort, especially, not zero. Especially in Washington. It they, takes five minutes of they effort. They mail it to you. You can do it on your couch. You read it. You say, that's dumb. And then you check it. That's it. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. I mean, you I... You should probably be a little bit more informed if you're going to vote. So maybe Would you th- prefer zero informed and voting or completely informed, no voting? Can you be completely informed and choose not to vote? Like, is that? Do you think? think Do you think that person exists? Yeah, for sure. Apathetic, don't believe in the system. But you're saying that if they were completely informed, they would believe in the system. I would have to. You'd have to have some buy-in. Yeah, the same system that just proved that aliens exist. (laughs) I am all. I am absolutely one hundred percent all. 
all for I, all on board with the existence of aliens. By numbers, mm-hmm. there's no way there isn't agreed life out there. Okay. Have they made contact with Earth? Also, no idea. Mm-hmm. Probably not. I'm going to hedge bets and say yeah. that it's probably not likely. They brought up Oxum's Razor, and I was like, oh, God, Jake is squirming in his seats right now because he's so excited. <laughs> I have not done as much watching of this uh, sham of a It was a not house. a sham. The I agree sham. with you on the sham element, but I, I will say this. We both agree that it, the, the whole facade of this hearing was to undermine the intelligence agents intelligence intelligence agencies and to i don't know prop up the fact that we're trying but the the system that is the government is preventing us right yeah okay absolutely it bums me out that it's at the expense of revealing that there's aliens <laughs> dude because- they, they invited some like x we don't even know what this guy's level of security clearance you with don't the, the know. CIA was. I know who knows. Who? Tom DeLong. Knows this guy. This yep. ex-CIA guy. I'm pretty guy. sure he knew every single person on that panel. Okay. He's well, got the connections, we... Okay, dude. well, I can say anything and have it not be true. Like, oh, I... I you... worked... I, I could say... Yeah, I could just... I could walk into... Someone is like some sort of conspiracy about social security mm-hmm. in that I... Years on the road, I'm no longer working for what the agency. They call it? me up. Uh, what if you saw? They it? call me up and they're like, "Hey, Jake, what do you think about this?" And I could be like, "Well, I did work at the SSA, uh-huh. and I did hear from one guy who heard it from another guy that this whoa, happened." Whoa, whoa, whoa! There's one guy on the whole panel who says who says those sentences, and he's the weakest witness. The other one seen it with his own eyes. Both of them. They were pilots for the Navy. They saw something. They don't know what they saw. Okay, sure. I don't think. It's uh, what is the what are the UAPs? But the, but the but the guy who was saying like I heard it from this other guy was saying oh I heard that it was uh, not human DNA. Sure. That's the crux of the whole argument. That that is taking that guy has no place on the actual panel. I don't. It's secondary I information. Okay. True. From a guy who doesn't even work. In the agency, but that anymore. doesn't discount every other testimony. No, I am all absolutely for the the possible for the <laughs> existence of aliens. Okay. I have stated that, and I will state it again. I am, I am also not shutting the door on on their ha- visits, visits. visits. But what we know about space time, yeah, what we know about space time, we are morons. We're cooking our own planet. We we have no. You cannot found. Mm. Any conclusion on what we know, because we are dumb. I mean, every, I think every, I, got you I think there. every, I, got you there. I think every species probably <laughs> has cooked their own planet. You think so? Yes. Like, uh, what is it? The um, God, what are they called? Kryptonians. You ex use their planet excess resources, so they would go out and mine other planets That's for resources. Pr- I mean, you. <laughs> in order to be able to con- craft certain things in order to be able to be space travel through like faster than light travel according to what we know which would be required in order to be able to visit our world okay. and then return or sure. whatever explore be because there isn't any worlds near us that could harbor harbor sentient right. life right what we 
Uh, anyway, I, we're, what we we're, know. We're, we're say completely, it. Say, we're it. Com- say what we know. We're completely, <laughs> we're completely off topic. This, this whole, <laughs> this whole thing is a sham. This is an absolute sham. If you, that if, breaks if, my heart. If they were really serious that they thought that the United States government was was hiding alien material, they would call actual members, actual cabinet members, or members of the intelligence sitting U.S. intelligence communities with their subpoena power. You're Congress. You can subpoena sure. anybody. Subpoena their asses. Hold on. I don't know the but, ins and outs. Let me ask but you. But the this. fact that they won't, they're not subpoenaing those those people, the people who Maybe actually have the answers. They have to show up then, or they're Maybe. in contempt of Congress. But what if they're... Maybe. No, that's the thing. You are in contempt of Congress okay, if, if you ignore come, the subpoena. If they come, they can't say anything if it's marked, quote, classified. Then they can say it. Then they would be saying it's classified on record. And then they can go to closed door meetings. That's what they were talking about this whole hearing. The CIA guy said, I have the answers. I cannot tell you. We can meet afterwards. That's the guy that's no longer working for the agency. But he's got the answers, and he's about to inform all these congressmen and women. But he doesn't have access to the information, and it's secondary. But he knows where to get the information and who to speak to. Eh. You can't just generally say the CIA. you got to know where to go. You go to the the acting director. I don't think so. I think it's way, way more than that. Oh, no. Yes. Dude, you really think that the United States government yes. could hide this? Hi- they're not hiding it. That's the point. Uh, no, that's what everybody is saying that they did is that they're hiding no, it. No, that is what these Republican tools are saying because this is their this is their vehicle to get that message out. You think that we've had decades of alien activity... Yes. And the United States government has been able to keep that from leaking. No. I think that they have swept it under a rug or... That's just a a less... That's just not even... That's (laughs) that's literally a synonym for what I just said. But it's not at the level. You're implying that it's like, like... uh, uh, like they're intentionally like keeping it top secret. It, it, you don't need to do that because why? We're stupid. You just say it's a training exercise. What you saw was a training exercise. What you saw was uh, Elon and SpaceX. I don't believe it. It's aliens, dude. Mm-hmm. The way that they're just describing these ships and the things that they've seen, regardless of being aliens, they can't explain it and the physics that we know on our planet. There's no propulsion uh, system that they can see. And it's hacking their radars and systems. Just saying, dude. Watch the whole thing. Hmm. You won't watch it because you don't want to know that there's aliens (laughs) out there. You say it. You talk a big game. But I'm telling you, aliens exist. And Tom was right the whole time. And he got mentioned. So shout out to Blink-182. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. (laughs) Don't discount it because they bring up Tom. Tom has been doing decades of research on this. (laughs) They're bringing up the lead singer of Blink-182. He's the lead singer. He's the guitar player. He's the lead singer. He is not the lead singer. That is the... He's co-lead, that is he's co-lead singer. Co-lead singer. That's fine. I'll give you that. But that is worse than denying aliens is calling him the lead singer. He's the lead singer. He's the co-lead singer. <laughs> I w- we need to do a breakdown on how many songs he, s- he sings okay. primarily on versus how many marks he uh, Yeah, let's see on. a chart here. One, if you you got to take out... Obviously, you have to take out Nine and California. But Agreed. everything... 
That well, is... I don't know. If we don't, then Mark's the lead singer. If you don't, yeah, yeah because Tom wasn't well, there. Why would the lead singer leave? The lead singer the lead would sing- stay. The lead singer leaves all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, go ahead and poo-poo Tom getting mentioned. His mm-hmm. beautiful company of To The Stars with all these ex-military CIA agents informing him. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I'm not buying it. Their job is literally... I don't buy... Dude, you're trying to get me to buy into a conspiracy theory. It's and you not know a not... conspiracy. There's evidence. This is still... Con- Every conspiracy claims to have evidence. It's just they cherry pick what evidence they want and they lace enough... They lace enough evidence in with their, in with their narrative to uh-huh. make it seem like it's legit when you talk about it in a vacuum. What evidence is there that there isn't? Uh, the fact that um, literally no government, it, like literally no government. You can't trust the government, on, Jake. The government on at any like the any nation's government. This is no where the one, anarchist comes. No in. one has come out and said we've we can we can attest that uh, alien um, uh, there were uh, legit alien contact. That's the new world order, dude. Everybody's on <laughs> the same page. Okay. Did you see my video about that guy playing the xylophone at the park? Oh, that was that was <laughs> you? I thought that was just something you shared. God damn it. Jen said the same thing. It looked like something that was I made it. on TikTok. I, I made it on TikTok. Oh, okay. On our, on our see what you mean, TikTok. I don't mm. ever post there, but... I don't have TikTok. Well, we do. <laughs> so, I have to tell you. Did you watch it? Yeah. Okay, that guy was there for a long time. That's what your caption said. He was there for a long time. Did you see him when he was walking away? Mm. He was shaking his hands out. He went too hard. Uh, yeah. Okay. I have to tell you the rest of the story. Okay. Okay. So he's over there and he's jamming and I'm filming him. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy's going hard as shit on these, this xylophone over here in this park. And so then I stopped and I'm playing with the kids. And like. I'd already filmed him at 20 minutes, literally 20 to 30 minutes later. He's still there. And I'm like, this guy is still here. And I filmed him the second time. But thankfully, thankfully, a little girl walks over to him and they start playing together. And I think to myself, oh, my God, thank God he's got a a kid here at the park. Because that would be so weird if this dude is just jamming out in a park without his kid playing on the playground. So I'm playing with the kids and I'm hanging out and then I'm walking, I'm chasing the little one around and he runs right past them right as they finish their jam session together. The man and the, his, what I assumed was his daughter. And he thanks her for coming over and having such a good jam session. And he tells her, and I'm starting realizing that he doesn't know her and that's not his daughter. And he says, we sh- you should come here again, and we can play again, and we can jam out. I'm here every day after work. And he's like, I get off at 4.30, and I'm at the park by 5. So if you want to, you can come back, and we can be my jam partner since we're such a dynamic duo. Where does this guy work? I have no idea, but the girl like was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then she walks to her mom. You should have seen this mother's face. Because she can hear him. Mm-hmm. And this guy is just like, come and jam with me at this xylophone in the middle of the park. People are freaking weird, dude. 
today on the bus, a lady we were pulling up to the where they get out of the bus. She takes her. She has those white wired, like old iPhone headphones. Nice. She takes them out of her ears and she kind of like wraps them around her hand and then pulls out a plastic Ziploc bag and sticks them in there and then rolls it up and then sticks it in her bag. I think that's to keep them from getting crossed. I would assume. You don't think that's weird? I mean, aren't you tired of pulling out <laughs> no. old cord? I use cordless earbuds. I mean, you do too. So does everybody. But aren't you, don't you? I am always tired of that. Tired of you go to pull them out of your bag and they're all twisted up and yeah. knotted and shit. I just have really been on this kick of just watching people do weird shit. <sighs> you can't watch them too much, man, because otherwise you just become them. Well, I don't know about that, <laughs> but you just end up. I don't know. Uh, losing faith in humanity. I don't want to know people's eccentricities. Like, mm. I drove by the other... I drove by these people that were just, like, parked. Like, they they were not parked. They were sitting wide open. Dude had... Dude had, a like, a coat draped across... This is, like, 5 o'clock right by our office. Okay. Dude, a coat draped across his lap. No. There was a woman... No. ...whose head was underneath... No. The uh the coat. I don't know what was happening, man. I'll she tell was, you what she was happening. She was either smoking crack. Or sweating, dude. <laughs> She's sweating under that jacket. Dude. Working hard for the money. Dang. That's not a that's not like a a quirk. Let's <laughs> get a blowjob in public. <laughs> Just saying, dude, the more you look, the more you see, and you don't want to see it. I know. I kind of keep my eyes down when I'm downtown. Yeah, you have to. Otherwise, because when they, if you do make eye contact, that's when you get hit up for money. Dude, I went and got, you know, I ride the scooters, mm-hmm. right? I went and grabbed a scooter today, and it, it like the further east, further north you walk downtown, the sketchier it gets, like towards Burnside. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit. Burnside is a mess. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. This- Especially right down there by the Portland Rescue Mission. Oh, well, it, that's kind of yeah. always is, but mm-hmm. it's like, I started walking that way towards a scooter and I was like, dang it, like this is getting sketchy. And then so like I got it and I had my earbuds in and right as like I'm about to like ride off, a guy had the look of like murder in his eyes and he was like, hey, and I go, sup? And I rode away as fast as I could, dude. He was trying to fuck with me, dude. I was not down. And so then when after I get off the bus and I'm, that was yesterday, actually, yesterday, Tuesday. Today, when I get off the bus and I'm walking towards the max, this guy like kind of hugs like, up against this pole, and I'm like, "What is this guy doing? He's got his little tinfoil, freaking fentanyl package, and nice. he just starts smoking that nice. shit right there." And my first thought was like, "I should just smack that shit out of his hand." That's what my first thought was. You get fucking killed. That's invasive thoughts, dude. I saw a guy. Uh, there's a video from Seattle of a guy dropping all his little fentanyl pills all over the ground, and he's like scrambling to pick it up. But it was like at an event, like outside of a concert, like Blink or something like that. All these is a Mariners game, I think. Mm. Everybody's walking past the pills and dragging their feet on the pills so they turn to dust right in front as he's trying to scramble and pick them up. <laughs> it was awesome, man. It was awesome. Where do you think? I don't know. Where do you think they get the money to buy that shit? Like I know fentanyl? fentanyl. I know fentanyl's pretty cheap. Yeah, it's but... supposed to be like dirt cheap. That's crazy. But I mean, why even make it if you're like you're obviously like? I think Mexico's making it, dude. There's just that's where all the drug quant- dealers and rapists just, are. <laughs> just quantity instead of quality, and you're just. I think so, dude. And they're like mixing it, but I, you know, it's supposed cut to cut it be... with rat poison. Oh God, do they do that? 
I'm sure. I'm sure it's cut with all kinds of shit. But that's like it was. It was like heroin, and then heroin started getting expensive, and so now fentanyl is like medically, it's like a fraction of what. Um, what is the like? Uh, Potent, is, potency. Yeah, but what is the the painkiller that they give you? Oxy. Yeah, but there's the other one that's like more hardcore, like in a drip or something. When you're like going to the hospital and you're all fucked up. Anyways, when you're real bad, they give you fentanyl. Yeah. Just a little bit. So it's just like, it's just like a little bit goes a long way. So it's got to be cheaper, right? I don't know. I don't know about the drug world. Well, like pure fentanyl. Yeah, pure fentanyl, I'd imagine. Yeah. Goes a long way. Oh, I'm sure it's like. But I'm sure like. This shit is like got to be mixed with a whole bunch of other uh, stuff. Yeah. And people put that in their bodies, dude. You just rot, dude. Just rots them from the inside, man. Oh man, all the scabs and. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Speaking of uh, rotting bodies, did you see Mitch McConnell? Oh God, dude, turtle, I'm, turtle, I'm over it. Turtle man, turtle man is. He's done. I right? mean, people say the same shit about Biden. Yeah, I. They have their days, where they're <laughs> lucid. <laughs> Look, I don't. I truly don't believe. I honestly don't know how much Biden truly is running the country. Interesting. I think he has hired a lot of really good people around him. Yeah. Who probably handle most of it. Yeah. Which I think is generally how the presidency has worked most of the time. Anyway. Yeah. I think this idea of this uh, dual president is King. is a facade. Yeah. And when the one guy has actually tried to do that, uh, it failed spectacularly mm. his name is donald trump i think from what i read in his own book <laughs> it sounded like obama like he was just so charismatic that he was able to be that face for some like other world leaders mm-hmm. and to have that face-to-face conversation um which is great but i don't know if this president or the last one are the individuals to to do that successfully well, I think Biden is a very personable person. And I, I don't I, and, disagree. And I think if you, I think he, he is like, I don't know, man. He's like a, uh, a he's like a, he's like a cat. He's got like nine lives. It's like anytime you, th- you think he's done. Yeah. He's he falls off got, he's got something. He's got something left in the tank. Yeah. It's just like every time I've seen that guy get counted out. Yeah. He, he, when it counts mm-hmm. he's at his best yeah otherwise he's just kind of a <laughs> he's just hanging out as the, nice as the wind blows there's joe biden but he's gonna run again i he, i think his presidency has been very good i think the economic numbers has pointed that out um in terms of uh like the most job growth in the last right. half century there's inflation is down to three percent based on where are you, you know, quoting uh, was. marjorie taylor green right now <laughs> His infrastructure, his, his even Republicans who aren't giving him credit are using the infrastructure bill that they voted against mm. uh, as campaign stump speeches, like all the stuff that they're bringing to their constituents, which is funded by the infrastructure bill that yeah. they voted against. Wow. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's very gross. Yeah. And he's done, I think he's done as good of a job as you could have hoped. Uh, Especially... <clears throat> In the context the, of the alternative, well, yeah, and the, and the That's era, just one well, thing, right? well, that and just the era of high, um, high partisanship, 
Yeah. It's hard yeah. to get anything through this Congress. And he's managed to forge a relationship with Senate Republicans to mm-hmm. get certain things through. Yeah, he hasn't gotten everything he promised, but nobody ever bets a thousand. Yeah. yeah. I think his foreign policy has been clear and con- has been as clear as you could have hoped for. Much more clear and like an actual doctrine you can see versus mm-hmm. uh, this fly by night kind of whatever, whatever he decides is. I'm going to, I alone, I'm going to make a deal and we're going to, I'm going to make a deal with whatever world leader I need to make a deal with just for the sake of making a deal. And there's this belief that, oh, if I just have America first, if I, whatever deal I go into, if, as long as I can say, I am arguing to make, I'm making this deal to make America better. Mm Mm-hmm with no real clear understanding of how it makes America better, then right. you just conflate what is best for you with what is best for America. Mm, that's and a good it, point. And I feel like that is, and that's, I think that's the least uh, cynical way of looking at Trump's presidency. Otherwise yeah. you start thinking nefarious ways. He was actively trying to make deals to benefit himself more than the United States. After. I I just think he has such an ego that he convinced himself that what is best for the United States for him is also what's best for the United States. Mm. Um, because in his mind, I do think he is the he thinks he's the smartest person in the room. Jesus. That's how people, that's how people who have, <laughs> who have been around him have yeah. described him yeah. in, in his presidency is that he, no matter who he was sitting, no matter what expert was across the in that, in whatever field was sitting across from, whether it's General David Petraeus or Anthony Fauci, yeah. you name the expert in a field. He legit, his default net mode was, yeah. "I am smarter than you, and my instincts are better than you. I will make the better deal." That doesn't work on. That doesn't work in government. I'm sorry. No, that just does not work in no. government, especially when you're talking about the presidency. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think when you getting back to my original point about. Yeah. I just don't think we need the president to be in everything. The yeah, right president, I think that's fair. the right president has all of these, has a massive cabinet, mm-hmm. has a ton of advisors for a reason mm-hmm. to be experts and to mm-hmm. run the day to day so that he doesn't have to. So that when, Hey, when it really matters, Joe can stand up on a podium and give a good speech. Yeah. This is a stupid question, but I'm just blanking. They have to be confirmed or no. Yeah, they do. All the cabinet members have to be confirmed, yeah. yeah. So that gets me to like the thought that I'm having here of like, you know, we've kind of seen the expansion of the executive office and like funneling more power to a single individual. But that was never the intent. And then you look at the cabinet, which you're electing somebody to elect the right people to run the government. And then if they are if they are selected, they then have to be confirmed by the people that the rest of the country has elected, mm-hmm. which is great. seems like a pretty good system. Yeah. Instead of just having one guy make that decision. I don't want Joe Biden making all the decisions. No, I He's would rather. I would, <laughs> I would in these things. I would rather him not be too involved in policy uh, when it comes to housing and urban development. Right. Pick someone else. I don't think he really knows. I mean. I, I think when you're voting for president, you are generally voting for someone who has a clear view, mm-hmm. who understands government. That's I can't understate how important that is Yeah, to understand how government works. Not a business, how government works. Yeah. Because 
equity and efficiency, we've talked about how that is an inverse relationship. You can't, when you are a business owner, you are skewing towards efficiency over equity. When you're talking about government, mm, you yeah. have to you have to put equity over efficiency mm. because you were talking and about make it, it work and make it work yeah. because you're talking about a population of over 300 million people with diver all diverging interests yes. and all have unique situations and how their life can be made mm. better or worse by policies. Yeah, and you can't just be like, "What's best? What's the most efficient?" Isn't going to work for maybe it, it may work for some. Yeah. And mostly what has always benefited Republicans who generally see trying to run a government more efficiently messes necessarily mm. on a sliding scale, right? Yeah. Nothing, there's never been a complete ideal type, but Republicans right. will say like, we can, we're going to run this more efficiently. <laughs> and that seems to help bigger business with the underst- with the belief that over time, what helps the, the, the what top. helps the top eventually trickles down. Yeah. If on the other side, you pump, the demand side, yeah. you pump up the economy mm. from putting... That makes more sense to me. I mean, I think historically, you have seen the demand side, Democrat way of mm-hmm. building the economy has seemed to be more stable. And sustainable, I would imagine. Yes, but with slower growth. Okay, yes. Than the these quick deregulatory... Mm. Um, we're going to spur the economy. We're going to, we're going to um, basically just hold some coals under its ass and get it moving quickly. That always seems to be with high peaks and valleys, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. they would say, well, the downside of that is that you don't have government telling you what to do all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You have more, you don't have to have all of this bureaucratic red tape that slows innovation down to a crawl. Mm -hmm. And if we are going to continue to be this, this powerhouse of a country that, other companies want to come and invest in mm-hmm. and you want people to grow wealth, you have to get government out of the process as much as possible. So I do understand, I do understand mm-hmm. both. I mean, I can, I can see the argument on both sides. Yeah. I tend to fall more on the efficiency side of the economy. I, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just because I, th- I think that, there is the the in, rhino, the, indi- the individualistic aspect of it is that I feel like when you have too much government intrusion, you just breed apathy in the economy, and I think mm. you you I think you do end up stifling innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, okay, but you know I think we can I think as a as a country I think a country of our size and our wealth we can uh, cultivate both the best artists and the best economists. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we can do both, and Damn, we can walk and I think dude. we can walk and chew gum at our same time. I'm trying to get that tatted on my <laughs> shoulder blades. <laughs> we can uh, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Yeah, but, I mean I don't uh, know shit about economics, dude. I read Freakonomics one time. There's just no reason. I, I but I will say this also: there is no reason a country of our wealth should have as many people sleeping on the streets as it does. Yeah. There's no excuse for that. Yeah. I, I, I don't care what got them there. Yeah. This is America. Yeah. That's not okay in this day and age. It's not acceptable. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. It's bad. It's a lot. Well, especially when you, you, you look at the wealth centralization in this country. Mm-hmm. And this is where I will disagree with long run economic th- theories that I, I would argue that even Adam Smith would say that wealth centralization is a massive problem. 
and you can't just because just because Karl Marx pointed it out, yeah, doesn't mean that it's wrong, right? It's like I'm not Marxian because I agree with something, an observation that Karl Marx made about eighteen mm-hmm. like eighteen sixties uh, England. Mm-hmm industrial era England and the Victorian era, which had massive wealth centralization. You had several owners of major industries and then everybody else was a worker. There was no middle class. There was, mm-hmm. there was literally dirt poor workers and people who owned, owned businesses mm-hmm. and government and the, uh, and the large corporations were basically one and the same. Mm-hmm. Tell me if that really looks much different than what we have right now for an yeah. economy. Yeah. L- and all COVID did was 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 exacerbate oh. was exaggerate a process that was already happening. Yeah, right. Because who was allowed to conduct business during COVID. the COVID? Yeah, all of that got funneled to not private business. Cro- no, I'm sorry, not Cro- small business. Kroger yeah. now owns pretty much all of the grocery it's market. It's insane. <laughs> Amazon owns yeah. anything distribution wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're trying to buy FedEx. It's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, uh, Disney. There, yeah, owns di- every in terms of like tele- telecommunications. There's yeah. maybe three owners yeah. now. Oh, and all they're doing, and essentially what that does is it sets price fixing. It destroys natural competition. Mm-hmm. And Karl Marx said that is a natural progression of a unfettered capitalist economy. What? How do you go about? But that this is something that obviously exists in. Karl Marx nor Adam Smith, mm-hmm. who were obviously on the opposite ends of political economic philosophy, could have predicted is the globalization of the economy that right, is we see right, today. Right, because, right. I mean, who could have ever known the technology and technology we're talking about? Yeah. But how does a single government mm-hmm. entity, how does the United States government fully regulate a company like Amazon that exists worldwide? Right. How do you tax a company that exists worldwide? How do you go about and, and actually efficiently regulate Elon Musk and whatever he's calling his business now. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> X. X. Yeah. It's prestige worldwide. Prestige worldwide. What? I'm on a boat. Uh, no, that's, that's not it. What is it? Yeah, it's on, I'm on a boat. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, no. It's... No. Uh, no, I'm on a boat is Lonely Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? God dang it. Um, It is about being a on a boat. Mm-hmm. Step Brothers. God dang it. People are like screaming into the speakers right now. Oh, God, dude. I just, I honestly, I said this the other day. Um, I'm in the process of pursuing to buy a home. Mm-hmm. Not easy. Absolutely not easy, especially with interest rates and costs of homes, right? Mm-hmm. It is hard to do i don't know if it's ever been this hard i don't know i don't know to buy a home but i said this out loud and i honestly i think i genuinely believe this i hope so because i better say what i mean um it's it's almost irresponsible not to try to buy a house like it's irresponsible for me as almost 40 years old to continue to rent i have because there's nothing, there's almost nothing out there that if you were to spend X amount of dollars as, as a, an investment that will grow the way that I'm looking at the housing market and the way that the um, equity grows in a home. You could gamble in the stock market. Uh, I, it would be a gamble because I don't know shit, right? 
But I look at what a house is and what a, what the potential down payment quote could be, and then what in five years the equity could be. There's nothing else out there that I know of that if I put X amount of dollars will grow it that much. That I look at as like an investment into myself, an investment into a future and family. But it is I am it it is the hardest thing, not the hardest thing I've done, but it's fucking hard. It's not easy, but I feel like it should be easier. <laughs> it should be easier. I feel like it should be easier because I'm going to pay the same goddamn amount to rent somewhere and mm-hmm. put money into someone else's pocket. Yeah, I, it would be if you had the money to go and the ability to go move somewhere else. I mean, I could, but who wants to live in Tulsa? Well, there you go. That sucks. That's a good point. All right. I'm just going to go hang myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but but where's the economy there? I, not in, in anything that I could provide. Maybe trucking, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have family who are in trucking in Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I think Social Security has a Tulsa office. But uh, I can't move there. <laughs> that's the thing is that nobody wants to live there. That's why housing prices are so low. That sucks. That sucks. My sister lives in Georgia. And um, I was talking to her the other day and she I was just like, you know, what's it like there? How is it? And um, I was just looking at houses in the area and I'm like, oh, my God, they're so cheap. Mm-hmm. They're so cheap. She's like, yeah, it's super cheap here. You should move here. Never, never in my life would I never but you know they live there because uh, daughters, his daughter, their daughter's family's there, mm. and her husband's family's yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, if you have a if you have a reason to move to one of those places, sure. sure. I, I was, I know, it's it's just not not only is it like this this area not necessarily like Portland. Mm-hmm. I mean, although Portland, Vancouver, just to buy houses are really hard. But talking to people in Montana. Mm-hmm. Is they're dealing with a lot of like the locals are getting squeezed out there. People who have lived there their entire lives, mm-hmm. not necessarily by people who are moving to Montana to live there year round. You're getting people who are going and buying vacation homes that they oh. may use for a couple weeks out of the year, and then they Airbnb it the rest of the year. Yeah, and all that does is just drive up property values all over the, these oh. areas that don't necessarily have an economy that can exist. Right. And the little self, you know, these little towns exist in a self-sustaining way. Mm-hmm. They've got one little corner store. Mm-hmm. They've got, you know, they have a logging industry. There's generally resource-driven economies. Right. And they kind of exist in their own little enclaves. But then when you start bringing in these X, like, you start bringing in all of this California money mm-hmm. that are using it as investment properties, not in terms of living properties. Right. Because living, yes, by, you're absolutely right. In terms of how land produces wealth. Yes. It's the biggest. Do you own land? Yeah. Is the biggest uh, indicator of wealth. Wealth. Yeah. Period. Full stop. Like that's it. Right. So. And the people who have the ability to then buy land as an investment (laughs) are doing significantly better than anybody else. Yeah. And that's where that's why people who have a lot of money buy land mm. and they're using it and they're buying all of this land to then use it as in, as as a source of secondary income almost Dude, pass, I wish. almost passive income yeah. 
because they're just buying this property and then they get people to come pay to stay there. Yeah. It's just insane in an area that has super low uh, property taxes. Yeah, yeah. But all they're doing oh. is destroying the local economy mm. to the point where the people who live there, they're working the shops that would normally be, um, you know, that are required to, you know, have people come and stay there. They can't all of a sudden, now they can't afford to buy any they can't really afford to live there on their own it keeps jacking prices up and all of a sudden they don't have a job that can sustain the cost of living around them or put back into the economy yeah and so where yeah and that money leaves the that money leaves the area Yeah. yeah you're absolutely right um and so like that's a major problem which is one of the reasons why seattle is cracking down on airbnb properties oh, like really? you if you're buying property you mm-hmm. have to show that you are going to be living there you can't just be buying oh. property to use it as airbnb or some other form of like i feel like there's like got to be a billion airbnbs up there oh there's a ton yeah like i i uh when i went up uh my friend matt when they went up for the orioles game with me last mm-hmm. year they had to they couldn't the person that they were rent they uh, they like uh, rented a condo from mm-hmm. they had to do it so back channel they had to go to this one location to get the key and then uh, in the instructions was like oh. act act cool don't talk to anybody don't tell anybody that you're there as part of Airbnb because we we could like lose our condo um, so they had we had to like be when we walked up to the condo we had to like keep our heads down hats on like just be Whoa. super incognito about the whole thing because of how much california like how You're much seattle criminal, how much Cal- I, I didn't i didn't stay there i was only there for the day but wow. uh yeah it's it's a real like it's a real real problem and i think that when you talk about the biggest the biggest thing in wealth the biggest wealth disparity mm-hmm. disparity right now in in the united states is people who have the ability to purchase land and yeah. the people who don't yeah and the people then that is i think the crux of the of the housing crisis of the housing crisis yes. yeah. is being able to afford land in an area where you can afford to live yeah i feel like i'm fighting to try to do it mm-hmm. because i understand what that could mean but it's like, dude, maybe maybe I'm just going to tap out. Like, it's just – but I, I see it, right? Like, I see what could be, and it's just like where others are buying it willy-nilly, wherever the F they want. I, it's just if you look at the wealth centralization, especially post-COVID, it's insane. Yeah. The, yeah. the, haves, the haves got more, and yeah. the people who didn't have got way less. Oh, yeah. And to the point where they're not participating in the economy anymore. Mm, I was reading a. I was that's re- a great point. I was reading in a. Um, I was re- which is also the crux of forgiving student loan debt is yeah. that so people can participate in the economy again, yeah. so they're not burdened by all of this debt. You know what would I'm make not my a- home part purchase easier? <laughs> not having all that. It was my choice, and I understand. Uh, yeah, that. I, I am torn on that. Obviously, self self uh, preservation. Me yeah. was like, oh, dude please yes. but then the the realist in me and like just my sense of fairness is that i don't deserve it yeah i really don't deserve it i yeah. get i get the arguments around it why it's a good idea but why just student loans why not the truck driver that has to pay for his uh, truck for his truck yeah like that's that's a, a hundred thousand dollar investment yeah that he had to make in order for him to be able to participate in the economy yeah he's got to pay business taxes as a self-employed driver on that thing yeah and he's not getting any sort of break or kickback from the government. I I imagine he gets a tax break on that purchase. 
I don't know if that, I mean I don't know. I, I don't, don't either. I, Let me get a tax break on those student loans, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'll take a tax break. <laughs> yeah, for real. Let me get a grant or something. But but my point is, it's like you know, uh, there. I mean, there is government subsidies. Farmers right, get right, government right. subsidies. There there's a lot of government handouts in other sectors for yes. people who are investing. So why can't the same thing? That's why I don't really agree with full like just cancel is cancelization of yeah, student debt. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, this should be something based on uh, your income qualifiers. and qualifiers. Yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. yeah. But I think it, I think at the at the base of it does make sense. But I think I read this really good article in the Atlantic talking about. Um, I think I fell into this trap thinking, oh, so much of the homeless pop, so much of the ho- homeless trouble on the West Coast is mm. because all the other cities are shipping their homeless to us Mm -hmm. and there is some of that okay but what the atlantic found i think i saw that you posted this yeah it's the root cause of of the housing crisis yeah yeah. it's in the atlantic if you have an opportunity to read it's very good they talked that 80 percent of california's homelessness Mm -hmm. are actually people who grow up who lived in in, in that in, in California that because it makes sense that most of your when you lose your home generally in a crisis or something like that you're yeah. going to stay around established networks yes you know the lay of the land you yeah. know where you instead of going to some city you don't know you don't know where the hospitals are you don't know right. where there may or may like where there may be um, resources, right, right. areas that go get resources, food, you know, food mm-hmm. uh, benefits or Medical, you know, all of that. Housing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like 80, so 80% of it, and, and they just basically, they, after this whole long article that basically concluded is that the reason why California has such a massive problem and then this area is growing it too, mm. is just lack of homes and the lack of bi- ability to afford them. Afford property yeah and the ability to afford like afford housing yeah you just can't afford it anymore yeah yeah so and, and i th- i don't know how you fix it i they were they were talking about intervention um but intervention only go they were talking about intervention like the most important time to like keep a person from going into complete like almost unrecoverable homelessness mm-hmm. where they become so addicted to drugs they're almost mm-hmm. non-recoverable is that you have to intervene quickly you have to inter- sure. like usually whether that's family or with government assistance you have to intervene before their addiction or whatever mm-hmm. problem caused them to become homeless in the first place gets yeah. com- completely um completely uh re- irreversible for the mm-hmm. most part mm-hmm. uh but they were but then the counter argument that they brought up in their in that article was Okay, well, if the if the remedy is housing, and then so the government intervenes with public funded housing, mm-hmm. but there isn't enough public funded housing, and those public funded housing generally will give first dibs to uh, women mm-hmm. or you know women with kids or family mm-hmm. with kids, but the highest population of homelessness is amongst single males. Mm. And so they're last on the list of an already small availability, right, right. So it's just it, it just keeps compounding on itself. Uh, it's really fucking sad because we sad. we live with we we work with these I people. Know. It breaks my heart. Um, generally speaking, when people are coming and they're talking about like, you can hear the hope of of the chance to maybe get into housing, you know, for these people. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I don't get it, but I get what you're saying. I hear you. I'm I'm I. I'm rooting for you, 
but it's sad as shit. Like, what got you there? That's so... It's ugh. Yeah, it's sad. Anyways, Bronny had a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> Le, yeah, LeBron James' son had a heart attack, and uh, I How heard old it, is he? What is he, 19? He's 18, 18 years old. That's crazy. Yeah. I heard it was because he got the vaccination. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how that buffoon, like... Has to, like, how do you have the audacity to say something like that? Who said that? Elon. He did not say that. Just legit tweeted out after the news broke about Bronny. He said, uh, he said, um, myocardopathy yeah. is a side effect of the COVID vaccine. We can't. <laughs> and then, uh, if I can actually find it, but essentially yeah. saying that um, because alluding to without yeah. saying it that because he he took the quote tweet he took like the tweet that said he had a heart attack had a heart attack and then just said mitocardiopathy is a result of is is a, a known side, side known side effect of the vaccine of the vaccination Doesn't, not even knowing if he got vaccinated and then mitocardiopathy and, and then of course i went to the cdc's website yeah mitocardiopathy is an inflama- inflammation of yeah. heart tissue yeah and that can happen in some instances, right after a COVID vaccine. Right after. Right after. Mm-hmm. And then the people who've experienced it and got treatment, generally within a day or two, that inflammation goes down and everybody's back to normal. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a last, lasting or chronic I remember issue. hearing that that was a side effect. Yeah. But because of my own ignorance, I just assumed that that, that was a side effect that lasted. But of, of course, with more... People getting vaccinated and time passing, mm-hmm. we have more information and understanding of what exactly it's doing. Yeah, so it's it, because what happened with mitocardiopathy happens actually when you get COVID, mm-hmm. your heart that part of the virus is. People get this with flus or really anything. Yeah. Their heart becomes inflamed while the virus is in their system. Right, that's what happens because that's what an mRNA vaccine is. You're yeah. basically putting the virus <laughs> into your system yeah. to create antibodies. Yeah, so. You actually get worse mitocardiopathy by having COVID having itself. It, yes. But there are people who experienced some mitocardiopathy as a result of the bo- of of the initial vaccine, mm-hmm. and more people experience it as a result of the booster. Okay. But it's something that only lasts for a short period of time oh until your God. until your body like passes through that initial stage. Yeah. So in order for Elon's insinuation to be correct, which he would have no idea whether Bronny was recently boosted or not, or vaccinated at all, no idea. Yeah. He just throws that shit out there as somehow look more proof that young healthy athlete just had a heart attack, so therefore must be the result of the COVID vaccine. I can't believe that. <laughs> Literally, fuck that dude. I hate that man. I hate that man, dude. That's enough for me to get off Twitter. I'm on it for well, I was on it for Blazers, mm-hmm. but then also uh, interacting with like tell them steve dave listeners and stuff another Mm -hmm. podcast i listen to you know we're always talking about the episodes and stuff that's enough for me to bail that's enough for me to bail honestly that is embarrassing well there's not and And fuck that guy and there's not even proof that uh he had mitocardiopathy that Bronny had mitocardiopathy he just had he literally had a heart attack yeah which is different than mitocardiopathy absolutely it's from the steroids (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, you're as well founded as Elon yeah, Musk. We I can just say that, shit, right? We dude. just we can just say shit as long as you got a platform. We can just say anything. Yeah. What else should I say? Aliens are real. <laughs> the, uh, um, yeah. Just, I just. I, I didn't I know he said I that. I can't stand that guy. You want to? You want to be mad about mad about something else? Mm. Did I tell you about Alabama in the in their gerrymandering? You mentioned it a little bit. What was it? Okay, so oh, um, the courts. Yes, and like yes. So get Did, so, was there more news? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, now Louisiana is refer- refusing to redo their. Okay, map. start from the beginning because people don't know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, so uh, in every ten years we have the census, right? The population census to understand how populations have shifted, mm-hmm. uh, demographic breakdowns, all of that. It's very important because. The res- one of the results of the census is the redrawing of congressional maps, mm-hmm. allotting um, how many representatives your state is going to have because it's proportionally represent. You know, the house is proportionally representative. Mm-hmm. So redrawing of congressional seats, uh, the the um, mm-hmm. and that's up to the state houses to draw those congressional seats based on the the federally administered census. Okay, and um, so um, Alabama. And then because there's rules that you can't just willy-nilly draw lines and people play politics with this shit all the time. We've talked about gerrymandering all the time is like if you just happen to draw the line through half of a predominantly black district, you can split the the black vote, which is votes predominantly Democrat Mm -hmm. into two different districts, making them far less likely to be able to influence either seat. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you had one if you drew it so the whole black community is in one district district yeah they may in that that district then becomes more closer to yeah their their vote becomes more influential so you can literally just silence voting yeah. by by how you draw the maps that's what's Jesus. called gerrymandering that's been an issue throughout the south especially mm-hmm. in the uh, the rec- post reconstruction era mm-hmm. uh, so alabama drew um, drew a map that was super hokey and only had one minority black district mm-hmm. in the entire state. That's where all the black people live. <laughs> no, they had, there's a lot of black people in Alabama, yeah. but uh, the ACLU looked yeah. at it and was like, okay, what the, f- what the really? fuck? Like you can't, your black population is super unrepresented. So they sued the state of Alabama um, and said, you, they sued the state of Alabama and said, you can't, you have to redraw these maps. Yeah. Like you Did are they win it, that it's it, yes, it's okay. against it's against the, the Voting Rights Act. Okay. And they stood yeah. on the grounds of the Voting Rights Act. Uh a lower court agreed with them. Yeah. The uh the state uh appealed to the uh to a federal judge, mm-hmm. a three judge panel, which upheld the lower court's decision. Okay. Alabama then uh took it to the Supreme Court. So, so they've they, been they, ruled so, against twice. They've been ruled against twice. They and took they're it, pushing it to the Supreme They court. took it to the Supreme Court. Oh, they Here's did. the frustrating thing, right? Is that the census was supposed to... All your maps were supposed to be drawn in a way that it conforms with federal law so in time for the 2022 midterms. Mm. They couldn't... Because of their appeals, they were able to draw it past oh. 2022. So their hokey map gave the Republicans an extra seat in Alabama, we're talking about the house makeup yes. of literally a four seat difference. Yeah, Louisiana has a hokey map where it 
cut the black population in half and only has one minority one minority Holy population. Georgia did shit. the same thing and Alabama has done the same thing and as well as Texas. All four are being sued by the ACLU because of their gerrymandered maps which gate which netted Republicans an estimated seven seats in, yeah. the, in 2022. Those maps will probably not stand for 2024. Yeah. So what happened? So you're talking about almost like an illegally elected House of Representatives. Yeah. yeah. Because they're they appealed right in time for the 2022 midterms. The That's court, dirty. The dude. court the court said we can't we can't make a ruling on this. It's too close to the election. We have to let it stand, and we'll. After the election, uh, you understand. Like I'm not blaming the courts. The sure, courts, sure. The courts had to do it. Yeah. You can't just you can't have these seats in flux right before an election. It was dirty politics by the yeah. state repres- by the state houses to to play that and knew that they could draw it. They with their appeals, they could draw it past 2022. But you know what? All of this proves hmm. institutional racism does not exist. <laughs> Holy um, shit! So Alabama, the lost. So Alabama's uh, appeal. Goes, wow. So Alabama's appeal goes to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Louisiana tried to piggy. Louisiana was like, oh, yeah, because like, there's a separate lawsuit against Louisiana's map. Yeah. Louisiana was like, oh, we're going to piggyback on Alabama, thinking that there is no way that the 6 3 conservative, just, conservative justice court was going to rule against Alabama in yeah. this case. Well, they guessed wrong. Wow. <laughs> the Supreme Court That's actually good. upheld the, the lower federal court decision yeah. and said Alabama you have to redraw your maps this yeah. is against the Voting Rights Act of it's unconstitutional of Voting Rights Act of 1960 what is that 68 um, mm. and had you have to redraw it yeah the uh, Alabama then there the, the house mm-hmm. goes back in draws the exact same fucking map with only one majority they said Alabama uh, the Supreme Court said you mu- you must have two minority majority districts mm-hmm. in your congressional map otherwise it is e- it is an illegal map pursuant to our ruling mm-hmm. the supreme court of the united states yeah the alabama state house reconvenes draws a map with only one minority majority district mm-hmm. in complete violation of the supreme court i you're just now you're just you're we're, are are we okay with no. states defying the Supreme Court? No. So what happens if a state decides I don't I mean, whatever, we don't have to get into yeah, all of yeah. these hypotheticals. It's illegal. Yeah. You can't do it. And there's the thing is is that there's really because of the Supreme Court has zero enforcement mechanism. Yeah, yeah. Probably rightfully so. Yeah. There's nothing that's going to happen to these people. Obviously, a court is going to take it out. So the that federal court, the initial three court, court three judge panel, federal the federal one, yeah, okay. Two Trump appointees on that, okay. Three judge panel, mm-hmm. all ruled against Alabama, yeah. So just saying, that's not some runaway liberal judges, right? right. Uh, they will take it out of the state's hands and draw a map mm-hmm. that the state then has to accept. Okay. At that point, there will be no. There's no more appealing, right? Right. right. So they they know this. this. This is the shitty thing is that the state, the state uh, legislatures in Alabama know this, but they're still trying. But they want to keep up the this 
facade or this this face of we're being railroaded mm, by I knew that by that the was Biden coming. by the Biden government telling us how we have to draw our districts and they're trying to they're that's that's the rhetoric coming out of Alabama the Alabama Jesus, state legislatures is dude. that it's somehow they're being dictated to by the Biden White House and all they're trying to silence the white man in Alabama yeah. by forcing us to redraw these congressional maps and now Louisiana who was trying to oh yes put us put our case in with the Alabama case is now trying to, oh, now our case is completely separate than the Alabama case and the Supreme Court ruling on Alabama's case doesn't pertain to us. And Texas is now falling in line with what Louisiana is saying and Georgia is now falling in And now they want their own individual, individual ruling. rulings from the Supreme Court to try to delay it past 2024. Wow. So tell me again, which party upholds the constitution yeah <laughs> in any way and actually like and actually looks at likes democracy yeah it doesn't just see our system as a way to like consolidate their own power and take out human beings from the <laughs> actually take yeah. out the public from the from this process like tell me like that like makes me sick to my stomach dude it's dude. so gross like, i'm just thinking you about, had like, you the went, misrepresentation of those American citizens in those states. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then it, for me, it's it's just like, for me, it's so gross because one, like you had your day in court, right? You exhausted all of your, you exhausted all of the stuff that is afforded to you. Yeah. All of your, all your air avenues of grievance, you went through all of your appeal process, still found it to lose, and then you refused to accept those results. Yeah. It's the same thing that Trump did. 60, mm-hmm. 62 appeals to different federal courts and state courts to try to overturn the election and won none. None. But Not he a kept, single one. But he just kept filing and kept filing and kept filing. Bogus after bogus after bogus court. And then, and then has the audacity to turn and say, it's the court's problem. Yeah. Or that... He didn't really lose. I, I I just don't know how we live in this how we live in this world. It, it has to be a product of just absolute complete ignorance. That's what I keep coming like thinking back to is like how do you live in these states and just like that is like how do you hear these rulings? You're getting the news of these rulings that and your your officials are telling you that it's the big uh, Biden machine coming down on you. But not knowing that the rulings are made by Trump-appointed judges. Because that gets conveniently left out of the news that they consume. But doesn't the liberal media control all the news? Mm. (laughs) Not if you know where to look. Yeah, right. The dark web or whatever. (laughs) Uh, Truther. Yeah, Truth, uh, Newsmax. People are really, really willing to tell you the truth. I'm pretty sure that guy was on Newsmax. The Which, guy from the hearing. Was he? Yeah. Of course he was. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't Newsmax. It was probably like... Oh, uh, now it's not it's Newsmax. It's probably the Washington Post or something. <laughs> All right, you got anything else? Nah. All right, it. bye, guys. Bye.